All right. Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is Danielle from Open Up Yoga Teacher Training, and I'm excited because today we have a special guest. Uh, Jake Grossman is here. Say hi, Jake. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Jake is a, an alumni of our program, and he has uh, just come here today out of the goodness of his heart to share some of his story. Um, I'm excited to catch up with him. I haven't really seen him since graduation. How long ago was it? We graduated on November 4th, and it's March 15th now. 15th today. So it's been a few months. Okay. And it's been a crazy few months. A lot of transformation, all for the positive. So... Yeah, I've got tons to catch up with you about. Awesome. I'm very excited. Oh, me too. Me too. Um, like I was saying before we hit record here, um, I really love Jake's voice. And when I first met him, it was over the telephone. And when he was telling me his goals for being a yoga teacher, I was like, oh, yeah, this this cat's really got a great voice. So Well, thank you. And <laughs> about that first phone conversation, a synchronicity about it that I don't think you even know. Do you know where I was when I called you? I do not. Victor's Coffee in Redmond. You love that place, right? Like when I asked if you wanted to have coffee, that was the place you brought up. Yeah, that's a special place. And it is special because (laughs) I actually have only been there a few times. The first time was the day I called you. That's awesome. So definitely that place has a special place in my heart because to catch everybody up on the backstory. So I called you probably in September. I was at my personal rock bottom time in life, or at least it felt that way. But I was like, so ready to move forward and follow my heart for a whole new path and it just felt so right to you know make that becoming a yoga teacher did some research online found so many good reviews about open up and was surprised to learn that like three people that i knew had taken your program too and they all had great things to say so gave you the call and next thing you know here we are Oh, well, that's awesome. I I like that story, too, because I remember kind of being in a low place myself. And I was, you know, in between trainings. And that's always kind of a rough time, Uh, you know, because you you like to work, right? Mm -hmm. Right. We like to work. And it's the in-between times that get a little challenging. Mm -hmm. And I think that's for a lot of people who do this kind of work. But um, I remember sort of feeling a little bit down in the dumps and and you called me and like nobody does that anymore, right? Nobody just picks up the phone and calls somebody. So I answer the phone and and, and the person on the phone, you know, said, you know, is, is this Danielle or something like that? I'm like, what? <laughs> right? You're like, who is this? Like, what are you? I'm like, I'm not a telemarketer. I'm a person who wants to take your yoga class. And you were so nice, like as soon as you realized, because I am such a phone call person texting to me. Okay, here's my perspective. I grew up having a cell phone since I was like 12. And when all of your information is coming at you from the same device, after a while, especially someone like me who made a turn towards mindfulness and stuff, after a while, the texting starts to feel tedious, even if it's people you love. And that's like, I would much rather talk to them on the phone most of the time, you know. Oh, well, I'm, I'm really glad you did. Um, you know, when you called, you told me the story about your journey in life and and what you saw as the next step and mm-hmm. I don't know there was just something about the vibe I was like yeah I'm on board you know let's get this going and so I'm I'm really glad um we had a wonderful training you know in your session 
everybody became really good friends. Shout out to J-Pod. J-Pod. <laughs> oh my gosh. We like bonded immediately as a team and, and it was one of the most gratifying and rewarding sessions that I've ever been a part of. And you were a really big part of that. You were kind of like the glue that held the whole thing together, you know? Thank you. I had the best time ever getting to know the eight other students, getting to know you. And I think there's something magical about having a small group like that and practicing regardless of the whole teacher part. Just the fact that we practiced yoga, you know, eight weekends in a row in the same room, multiple classes a day. I feel like our energy fields became interlinked yeah. and it's crazy how much you get to know people when you're everyone was wearing their heart on their sleeve and just having so much fun. So shout out to everybody in J-Pod. You know who you are. You always have a special place in my heart. <laughs> well, gosh, you know, graduation day happened. And um, I'm excited for people to understand what happens after graduation. You know, um, I'm really curious to catch up with you on like, what was the audition process like? You know, where are you teaching now? Like, how many classes are you teaching? What time are you teaching? You know, what have you learned along the way? So we have, we have a lot to cover. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Um, when Jake got here, I purposely wasn't going to talk about work so that we could all just spend it down here. So this is the first I'm hearing of this too. Um, what happened like on November 5th? November 5th. So the whole time I was in teacher training with you, that was Saturdays and Sundays, like 10 hour days. Um, Monday through Friday, I was living out of my van where I, I've built a home in this 1991 Ford van that I love very much. Her name is Blue Velvet. Ooh. And um, I was working as a personal trainer, which I had, I've been a personal trainer for the last seven years. Um, and I was personal training at a studio type gym where I would be there for their 5.30 a.m. boot camp all the way until their last boot camp ended at 8 p.m. So long days, a lot of downtime in the middle. And I would, in the downtime, I would, you know, be reading, walking, practicing some yoga or like editing your book that I was helping work on. We, we can get to that Thank later. Thank you for that. Totally. Thanks for that opportunity. <laughs> um, so November 5th, I honestly, it was kind of like, I felt almost sad because, well, now teacher training's done. Now this thing that I've been looking forward to going to every weekend is is done. But... I already had a lot of things lined up to start teaching in December, which is what happened. So I know you want to hear about the audition process, and I might not be the best person to talk about because I got really lucky. Everything, the stars aligned. I really feel like I manifested some great opportunities because the two organizations that I teach for, I did not have to audition. They were both connections that I've made in the yoga world. Um, who they saw me blossoming as a teacher. They know what I'm about as a person. I was actually able to get hired on without any interview or audition. Awesome. So that was really cool. So I'm currently teaching at Get Zen Hot Yoga. Yeah. Which that's where we did our training as well. And I was a student practicing there for a year before I became a teacher. So I love the community. I love their three locations. I currently teach mostly at the Redmond Ridge location. But oh, I also beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, it's the gosh. new one. Uh, it's... I love that I got in on the ground floor. So this community that we're building, I'm an integral part of that. Oh. And I just love all my yogis. I, I teach there three times a week at 5.30 a.m. So I get to help that community start oh, their day off right. You know, there's no one more consistent than 5.30 a.m. students. Were people already 
doing yoga when we dropped that studio in their community? Or was this like starting helping people build their practice from the ground up? Great question. So Redmond Ridge is right in the middle of, it's smack between downtown Redmond and like Carnation and Duval. And both of those communities were having a huge lack of a yoga studio. So we've got, I would say, 60% of our students are just building their practice for the first time or coming back after many years. You know, they've got kids now and they've been living a busy life. And then the other 40% are people that were having to go way further to another studio and this is just way more convenient. And they, they tried it out and they loved it. Okay, so a little more than half of the people were sort of starting from scratch. Totally, which I love that, especially since I mostly teach Hatha yoga there. So my goal with that Hatha class is, like you, like you taught us, all levels, all the time, in real time. If someone's at that very square one and they're, let's say we're working on Dandayamana Janushirasana, standing forehead nice to knee pose. Thank you. Shout out, open up yoga teacher training, <laughs> all the Sanskrit. Um you know, I'm, I make sure to let them know that part one, where they're just standing on one leg with their right knee lifted to the height of their right hip, flexing their right toes up towards their nose, that's plenty. Yeah. That You're building balance, you're building strength right there. Yeah. It's really important for me that the students know it's a victory, even if they didn't reach their you know, final expression. It's a victory to put your mat down in the room, come Amen. to class. Yeah, if you do child's pose for a whole hour, yeah. but you're mindful, you still did a you yoga class. got inside class. the building. <laughs> exactly. And so so that's the Redmond Ridge story. One day a week, I work at the Bellevue location, which was the flagship location of Gitzen. So what's that like? Is that mostly rock stars? Mostly rock stars. Uh, it's 9.30 a.m. fusion. So combining nice. Hatha and power, really fun. And noon power. And I inherited those classes from Tiffany, the owner of Gitzen. Okay, big shout out for uh, Tiffany. Oh my gosh, Tiffany, she's amazing. Uh, Anybody who knows her <laughs> knows how amazing she Dude, is. Dude, I took her class in December, not this last one, but the December before that. I still get goosebumps when I think about what went down. Like mm. it was magic. Totally. I've learned a lot from her about how to build energy in a classroom and get people involved like one thing in her class that I've incorporated into some of mine is maybe we get everybody in a low plank position at some point and we're torturing everyone by making them hold it but we go around and everybody says something they're grateful for everybody mm -hmm. and that I love anytime you can take something that is discomfort and attach a feeling of actual gratitude yep. to celebration it. celebration for your body can do this yep. you're holding that plank yep know? right so, oh god that makes me so happy and, me too and i love teaching at bellevue that's where i did most of my practice as a student so i love that room that space and there's a lot of rock stars in there and there was pressure on me that i'm inheriting the classes of the owner oh yeah um, big so shoes. It, big shoes to fill, and it really inspired me. I took her classes multiple times before I inherited That's them. That's smart, huh? Aren't you glad you did that? So glad. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany wouldn't even have let me take them over without doing that because right. she knows, but I did it multiple times because I really want to know, okay, what energy are people expecting? Right. What class size? Yeah. Who comes to this class? Um, kind and of what kind of music they like? Totally, yeah. and and... I've definitely seen a lot of regulars across Gitzen and my other place that I'll talk about soon. Yeah. And that's the best part is getting to see the same people multiple times a week. Right. See, you get to know what adjustments they need mm -hmm. or like. What else do you get out of seeing the same people? What are you finding? Well, let's see. I also like to 
something minor, but I, I change up my playlist pretty much every time. Ooh, what a treat. I, you have really good taste. Thank you. I love music. I have what I did, and people can maybe use this advice. I have a big Spotify playlist called Master. Do you publish them? I do. They're okay. open to the public. Okay. If you search Jake Grossman on Spotify, you'll see a picture of me in Bakasana Crow Pose. Click that. You can see all my playlists. Mm -hmm. One is called Master Yoga Playlist in okay. all caps. Okay. And that has literally all of any song I've ever used in any playlist really? ever. So it's just an, an, an anthology of all the, the songs you've ever used? Totally. It's like a okay. big old junk a folder. That, that way when I'm making a new playlist, I just draw from there. Wow. So like all the songs that could possibly be in your playlist, mm -hmm. you have that public facing. That's such a gift. I figure, you know... I didn't make any of this music anyway. Right. Uh, it, it, Spotify allows us to stream it for free. Right. And it. I'm not worried about anybody stealing my no, style no, no. or anything. No, because you're curating something on purpose. And mm -hmm. that's what we're looking for when we have people create a playlist. And starting from scratch is really challenging for people in training. And even teachers who are in the industry. So let's make sure we put a link to that mm -hmm. in the resources for this podcast. Totally. So Thanks. seeing the same people every time, you know, it makes me make sure to mix up the class. So I'll have new things to do in tabletop in our warm-up, like... One thing I've been adding in lately that I love are barrel rolls where you're acting like your torso is on the inside of a wine barrel. You press upward to, so that you're making contact with the top of this imaginary wine barrel. And then you do these circular shapes as if you're scraping the inside and then you reverse. Cool. Just throwing Put the in. spine all juicy. Yeah. And the scapula get yeah. really loosened up. It's nice. nice. But just that makes me always keep it fresh because I know I've got people coming in that are different every time or right. sorry, the same people every time with want, different bodies with different body on every single day. And um, it definitely makes holding space for them mean more because some of them I'm starting to know what they're going through. I have right. one student. She told me after a class, she's like, do you know why I keep coming? And I was like, I, I don't know. Tell me. And she's like, I feel like I'm able to love myself more. See, that's what it's all about. And, and when I realized, when she told me that, I realized, okay, the, the little bits of messaging pieces that, right. that I weave into they my class, deep. they're landing. Yeah. So you can really use your regulars as your feedback. Of course. So and it's wonderful that. that you have this open back and forth communication with them so you can learn their story and what's going on with them. Totally. That's so cool. I'm so happy to hear about you creating relationships and community like this. I knew you would. It's who you are. Well, the best part, here's what I want to say about the reason that I'm so glad I'm a yoga teacher. And if anybody feels that calling, here's why I think they should do it. You really get to radiate your true essence every day. So when I worked other jobs, personal trainer, EMT, you need to fit in the role that you are portraying, which I guess to some extent you are in the role of yoga teacher and that's great and sacred, but I get to speak from my heart every single day. You know, I get to tell people what I, what I wish for them in just these small, subtle ways, but I really believe it makes your integrity mm -hmm. as a person, you really start to you're, you're talking your talk, you're walking your walk. You're in alignment. You're, you're in alignment and you're on your path. And one other thing that's helped me stay on my path, I was, I remember I was a new teacher. I was so focused on teaching my classes, but I had just finished editing your book. And the biggest thing you say is, 
you have to stay on the path as a teacher. You have to keep your practice. And when I really committed to my own practice, because the first month of teaching, I kind of fell out of my practice and I was so focused on. Yeah, that's natural. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of teachers feel that way. But when I came back to my practice and said, like, I need to do yoga every day for me so that I'm full and can pour from my cup. Not only did I start feeling better just in every way, physically, mentally, spiritually, but I also started like seeing I can learn from all these other teachers in my community. Yes. That's where I uh, shout out to Sammy Parsons. (gasps) That's where I got the wine barrel thing. So, you know, every teacher that you every time you are taking your practice you're learning more of how you can serve others in your class yep it's our cosmic game of telephone totally oh my gosh and yeah i do feel like i'm i'm always grateful to be part of a big tradition that goes back thousands of years and knowing the state of our world today i want to be in this path you know we're making the world an even better place by giving people So yoga is, it's non-denominational. Right. It's all inclusive. It's all inclusive. And that's what I love about it because I'm a very spiritual person and I want to be in a setting where everyone is welcome to feel a spiritual experience if that's what they want, to feel good in their body. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, everything about yoga just totally vibes with me. See, and, and I'm so grateful that I got to meet you when I met you because really... I, God, writing the book and putting what I had to say out there, you know, it's scary. You know, Um, I have a friend who's a performer and she has this saying, she says, it's like saying I love you first in a relationship, being the first person to take that risk to say I love you. Mm -hmm. And um, for you to have been so non-critical and (laughs) non-judgmental, I'm like, Jake, this is a big mess. I'm really embarrassed by it. And I was wincing the whole time knowing you were reading it. But, you know, you were just so... Like, no, this is a thing. It's not just in your head. This isn't just you living on your own little yoga planet. This is how it can be. This is how the world can be. So keep going, stay strong. And so the side hustle to save the world, um, I feel like you're a walking, talking example of this. Side hustle, speak to this. Are you making ends meet? Everyone wants to know if yoga teachers are really pulling it together here as far as being a grown-up. What, what, what are your thoughts? Totally. So... I've been thinking about it because I do feel that I'm a bit of a anomaly in some ways. I Yoga isn't really my side hustle. It's my life right now as far as nice. it's my career. It's nice. my, so I don't work any other jobs right now besides work, teaching at two places. Get Zen, as I mentioned. And then I also have the privilege of working for the Muckleshoot Indian tribe as Ooh. one of their yoga teachers. That's one awesome. of two of there's only two of them. I happen to be one. Oh, um, awesome. And. You know, I it's it's my main gig rather than, you know, I know some yoga teachers might work at like more of a corporate job and then teach some classes. The way I'm able to make it work that I only teach yoga and I teach about 12 classes a week right now is that I live out of my van. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Austerity. Oh, I'm a very simple person. I've always been a simple guy growing up. I don't need much. I, I prefer. So I realized at some at a certain point in my life that time is the most valuable resource. And so I could buy into that cultural illusion that money is the most valuable resource and give up a lot of my time in pursuit of a lot of money or 
I decided to go kind of the opposite route. I'd rather have a lot of time to be free, to be out in nature, to be with the people I love and to be doing yoga and things like that and live a little bit more humbly. Yeah, simply, right? And I'm 26 years old. I'm single, not married, no kids. So keep in mind, it's not like everybody can do that. And this was the time in my life where I could do that. So am I making ends meet? I'm making... (laughs) Working 14 hours a week, I'm making more than I used to make 40 hours a week. Oh, Jake, congratulations. Thank you. So that's super crazy to me. Awesome. Super crazy. And not only that, but like work used to drain me, the past jobs I've done. And I feel super replenished. Like I came to the realization recently, like I feel worse on my days off. I know. Like I I said, being between gigs, it's a rough ticket. Exactly. And what it made me realize is, You know, when I was in the jobs that I didn't like, I thought all I wanted was time off. Yeah. But that's not what I wanted. I actually wanted time on, (laughs) you know, in my path, like in service to others, in in service to others. And also I've noticed that I'm just in a flow state. Right. A lot. Right. More often now. It triggers flow state to just see people breathing. Mm -hmm. It puts us in that state of mind. Mm -hmm. And. What I love about teaching yoga compared to personal training. First of all, being a personal trainer is an awesome job. I loved it. No flack to any personal trainers. I'm so grateful for my seven years of being a personal trainer. But what I love about yoga compared to that is it's kind of more like show business a little bit. Exertainment. Yeah, it's exertainment. Like I'm putting on a show versus um, personal training got to be pretty casual where I'm just kind of hanging out. We're lifting weights. Here, you know, there might be 25 people in the room and I'm crafting an experience with music, lighting, you know, words. Stagecraft. It's all rock and roll all the time. Totally. And I've always hungered to craft an experience for people that I feel would be, you know, healing, life affirming. And so to get to do that is freaking cool. And you get to do it in your own creative way. Oh, and you're earning a living doing it. Yeah. And... It's not even about the money anymore. No, like, see, that's the purest expression of aparigraha. You're living simply, you're non-grasping, but you're safe. You're okay. And you didn't trade security and the illusion of safety and the promise that everything was going to be okay if you just suffered. You were like, mm. no, no, I think I can live and earn a living and, and help heal suffering. Mm. And with regards to suffering... I'm finally at a point where I'm actually super grateful for all of my suffering in the past because I realized that like I'll be always an open book with Danielle on this podcast and just like we were in teacher training, you know, um, depression for me was a sign that I wasn't in alignment. And so just like when your hand is on a hot skillet and, and you're getting you're feeling pain, the pain is telling you to change something, pull away from that. So the depression that I felt was a sign that I wasn't living in alignment. I wasn't, you know, doing things that were nourishing my body, my mind, and my spirit. And so the pain and the suffering is a teacher to help you adjust your course to the right thing. Versus if I had never felt that and, you know, just kind of continued like a status quo type of existence, I don't know, that that doesn't sound like what I would want. Like every... Even the things that felt like suffering and what I didn't want to happen were part of getting me here. 
So right on. Well, gosh, I'm curious about the community that you're serving in your other gig mm-hmm. on, at the tribal location mm-hmm. in, in the spirit of, you know, um, appropriate confidentiality and all of that for the population. Is, is there a whole lot of contrast between serving the native population on site versus in the Bellevue metropolitan area? Well, it's funny. It doesn't feel that different when I'm there. Um, it just feels like when I'm at Gitzen, I'm teaching to a room of people. When I'm at the tribal location, I'm teaching to a room of people. But what is different is nobody there has to pay for a membership or classes or anything. It's open to their community. It's in a big, impressive wellness center that has doctors, pharmacy, huge gym, multiple pools, even a American Ninja Warrior training room like that I get to play in. It's legit. Um, but... You know, so I I love I do love that it's it's free for them because, you know, that's kind of nice, though. I do think yoga is definitely worth paying for. It's like this is cool that they're getting, you know, to have this opportunity. And pretty much none of the students had ever had a yoga practice before. Okay, now, was that awesome as a new yoga teacher to start from scratch with a whole bunch of people? Awesome and some pressure because you know, what I teach at Gitzen, and I can just say a pose name and people get into that pose. Yeah. It's very convenient. And then when you're at a new place where no one has ever done yoga and you say a pose name, no one knows what that is. And so the question became, okay, are my classes going to be a posture clinic? Do I hold a separate posture clinic? Do I just slightly change the way I cue poses, which that is what I ended up going with, paying close attention to my cueing. And then, you know, I'm really lucky that so many of the community loved it so much. I've got regulars there. Oh, that's awesome. So I, I teach there three times a week. Um, Wednesdays, I teach a 4.30 Hatha and a 6 p.m. Um, power. And then Saturday mornings, I teach a 10 a.m. Hatha awesome. as well. Awesome. Are you incorporating meditation and mindfulness practices? Absolutely. So I love Hatha. It was the practice that I got into first. I started yoga in the Bikram tradition. And so I work in the concept of meditation into every single class that I have. Like I will talk about meditation. We'll have a Shavasana before our final Shavasana pretty much in every class I teach. Maybe in power, it's more of a child's pose, reconnect with your intention type moment. But I really like mentioning to people you know, pay attention to where your mind is going right now. If it's going to something outside of this room, like your to-do list, that's totally natural. But can you bring it back to your breath? And in doing so, you're strengthening your meditation practice. So saying little things to help make it clear what meditation is. So I usually tell people, like I said, you know, if their mind is seeking something, return to the breath. And then I'll also mention like, you know, you are not your thoughts. There you go. Like, That's the memo. Like you are the space that your thoughts arise and eventually leave. They, they're like clouds. You're like the sky, you know. I love that. And so, you know, because on my path, it took me a long time to figure out if I was meditating, quote unquote, right. Yeah. What is meditation? <laughs> it's so, not what you think. <laughs> right. It really isn't. It's the opposite. Um, so anytime I can take little nuggets of wisdom from other people and put them into my own words, and hopefully save them a lot of time of figuring out what is meditation. Yep, yep, yep. And a lot of modern people can't sit for a meditation, but if they c- combine it with something that they feel is good for their health, like yeah. yoga, 
and it's it's better for their busy mind to right. move their body for well, a while. Like like my teacher says, first there's stillness, then there's clarity, and then the light can find you. I think our biggest service we do to people is to help them be able to sit, mm-hmm. and to be still, and to be satisfied, and to feel like, what else do I need? Mm-hmm. I, I'm so inspired that you're serving them with that memo. That's awesome. Thank you. I Yeah, I would say I was just talking to my mom about this. My mom is amazing, and she's my plus one at Get Zen. So she has a free membership, and she comes to a lot of my classes, which is awesome. And her and I were talking about my class today, and I was like, I think the theme that I've noticed I talk about a lot is the contrast of doing and being. And just like we have an inhale and an exhale, just like in yoga, we will do a backbend and a forward fold. You, you need both right. in life. Right. It, and I just always mention to people, and my messaging in class, by the way, I believe less is more. So oh, just of course. a little, a yeah, little it note. It deeper. Mm-hmm, exactly. Because people will tune out if you're going on and on. Right. I like to kind of mention to people, you know, it's so great that you're doing so much and that's amazing. But don't forget to be as well. There you go. You're never going to be more alive than you are right now. Right. You know, I'll be happy when dot, dot, dot. Right. That's, right. that's not the way to be. Oh, well, it's a way to go. But <laughs> it's, it's a way to definitely go. definitely not a way to be. <laughs> exactly. It's a way to do. You it's can do a, a lot. It's a way to do. <laughs> but so, so, and Hatha is, you know, Hatha meaning sun and moon. That's when I usually incorporate that yeah. is I'll mention kind of how we're balancing two ends of polarity in everything in life. Effort, stillness, right. doing, being, inhale, exhale. <laughs> That's so chill. <laughs> well, gosh, um, I'm curious, what's the wackiest thing that's happened in class <laughs> since you started your on this path? You know, as an early career teacher, you know, there's there's some things that happen that you are like, okay, wow, that was character building. Is anything come to mind? Uh, I had a moment last two weeks ago that was kind of funny and this this student has become one of my favorite students um this guy comes in and as much as we as yoga teachers and just people on a path try not to judge of course we're evaluating people when we first see them like oh how how long has this person been practicing blah 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 so he seemed totally new you know he seemed he's a big tall guy um he had he seemed pretty new to yoga and his, his poses didn't seem, you know, like he had been practicing super long. And then I invite uh, tripod headstand inversion. And all of a sudden, this six foot six <laughs> yeah. dude is on his head. <laughs> I love it. And I'm like, like Whoa. oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm, I like start going over to spot and I could tell yeah. Timber like oh, this oh. was not going to he wasn't going to land this one. And sure enough, he fell out of it. But he was like totally fine. He, he didn't even like make any sort of scene. He was just right back into his like plank and into a chaturanga. And I'm like, okay, this guy's awesome. <laughs> and then um, he was in my class a couple days ago, y- yesterday, and um, he nailed his tripod headstand and held it. Nice. So I was like, oh my gosh. So we, we had a big celebration <laughs> at, after so that. Exciting. So that was kind of cool. And then I would say the only other moment that I had that was more of a challenge was... Um, at the tribal community, people, sometimes when it's their first class, they might not know any of the etiquette. Yeah, that's that's always interesting. Yeah, and I had two really young girls that were friends. I think they were probably 16 or 17. And they were kind of didn't know that we weren't supposed to talk. There you go. And when I when we'd be in Tadasana, yeah. 
they're just like yeah. looking around. Yeah. And so I'm like debating throughout right. the class. I could see it was detracting from other people's sure. practice. So I'm like, how do I most lovingly, you know, mention to these people, you know, to keep it down and, and for inside their inside voices, inside like voice. inside your mind. <laughs> exactly. And how do I also get them to see that Tadasana is a standing meditation and not just a time to like do nothing. So I found a a way of like walking over to their space and saying it with, in a really loving way that no one else was aware that anything was happening. So it was cool. But. Good job. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, Jake, I so appreciate you. Um, to finish up here, I'm just excited for people to, you know, hear your story because there's so many people that are on the fence about the journey. Like, do people have to have a certain kind of practice? What do they have to know? Like, you know, so many folks self-select out of this journey because they think, oh, that's too rich for my blood. What would you say to somebody who's who's like, well, I really love yoga. I talk about it all the time. People tell me I should be a teacher, but training, geez, I don't know. Great question. The only thing that you need in order to be a great teacher is to love yoga and love people. If you have that, you're going to do great as long as you apply yourself to this. You don't need to be able to do a perfect handstand or every possible arm balance in, in every possible pose. You don't need to be able to do king pigeon because it's not about you. And at, when you're teaching, you're holding space for everybody else. You're not supposed to be showing off all the cool poses you can do. And when I have a great class, it's because the teacher cued so seamlessly that I was not in my head. I was totally flowing. And then they weaved in messaging that it felt made me feel empowered or made me feel, you know, just so so aligned. So it's really more about how you can hold space for others. Don't get me wrong, you have to be very sharp with your cueing and over time you learn like, okay, like this is the most efficient way to say this, you know. And not only over your own time, but in open up, I think that's like the key to that program is learning how to cue seamlessly. But yeah, as long as you love yoga and love people, this is the job for you. And I don't, I hesitate even to call it a job because the fact that you get paid for it is secondary compared to, it is an honor to guide pe people's that's practice. Exactly, It's an honor. It's an honor because we all play a part in shaping how people feel about the world, you know? And we have Facebook where people can express their ideas. And sometimes people feel negative when they're on that in those spaces. But if there's something that someone can go to every single day that makes them like happy to be alive, they feel good in their body, they feel good in their mind, they feel good on their spiritual path, it's so such an honor that like that's your craft. So, and, and then one last thing that I was thinking about, about being a yoga teacher, you barely need any equipment. It's in you. That's it. Which huh? is so cool. Like <laughs> you, you don't need a fancy computer or anything. Like it's all built into your body, your mind. And you get to keep it mm -hmm. wherever you, can you go. You take it anywhere and it's yours. It, I tell you, I feel like we're so lucky to know this and feel this and have this. I feel like... I don't need anything. I don't need anything. I just need to be able to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
There's things that we would like to be able to do. <laughs> Lozenges, <yeah>. tea, <laughs> sometimes it helps. Well, Jake, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story. And um, how can people keep up with you besides finding your great playlist on Spotify? Totally. Well, I would love to have you in one of my classes. Uh, you can go to getzenyoga.com and look at our schedule. I'm at the Redmond Ridge location and the Bellevue location on Thursdays. Um, you can go to my Instagram, plant-based underscore Jake, um, because besides yoga and van living, my other passion is healthy, vegan, plant-based oh, nutrition. You're so good for the planet. Thank you. That's that's one thing that motivated me to be vegan, but ultimately I just feel really good. Like Everyone should experiment with what they eat and listen to their own body rather than always just listening to you know the usda exactly <laughs> yes exactly all right well jake you're the best high five <laughs> thank all you right. daniel for not just for this for everything seriously all right well, back at you all right namaste everyone namaste thanks for listening bye-bye <laughs>